So we're reading from John chapter 14. And Jesus says to keep my commandments. And if so, we will come and make our home in you. That's what it means being in a state of grace. Now, when we commit grave sin, if we also have knowledge and free will, that sin becomes mortal and we actually drive out the Holy Spirit from us. Now, John, in his other writings, basically said, God dwells in the saints here on earth before the saints then go dwell in God in heaven. That's what baptism allows you to do, to dwell in God in heaven. But first, God comes to dwell in us here on earth. Is he going to find an open door that's in a state of grace into your soul? Or have you slammed that door shut by not being in a state of grace? Now, our Lord gives some very stern words here. Did you catch it? He who does not love me does not keep my words. I struggle with that because I always fall or I do something stupid or I commit a sin. I'm like, Lord, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I'm a weak idiot. But listen to this. He says the Holy Spirit will teach you. Now, how does the Holy Spirit teach us? The church. And for those who are not in the church, the natural law. The truth is put in your heart. This is important. Now, Jesus corrects people. Today's day and age, we can't correct anybody. Now, it's always to be done in loving kindness. We get that. And a work of mercy is admonish the sinner, but we are no longer allowed to do that. Feelings reign supreme. Not the truth anymore. This is a deadly mistake. Why do I say this? All right, Jesus corrected people, even his own apostles, in shocking and uncomfortable ways. See, if you remember, Jesus confronted and corrected publicly. He didn't pull people aside in the privacy of their own room and say, you know, I don't want, I don't want to, you know, offend anybody. Some people don't even correct the person, but even if they do, they don't want to do it in a way that corrects publicly, not to offend, not Jesus. Jesus publicly called out false doctrines. He would be in the synagogues calling it out, calling the Pharisees serpents. He would say flat out, you heard it said this, but I tell you this. Basically, he was saying, you're wrong. He had no bones about that. It is not godly not to talk about the problems of false teaching. Jesus did. This is important. Jesus confronted and corrected directly, but always with love. Woe to you hypocrites. That's confronting and correcting. Jesus exposed wickedness. He called a spade a spade, which we can't do anymore. He called Herod a fox. He called the Pharisees the offspring of serpents. He called false teachers wolves in sheep's clothing. And obstinate Gentiles, he called dogs. Jesus was pretty stern. 
but we're not allowed to be. You know, Jesus explained the eternal punishment for those who didn't believe and rejected his message. Jesus corrected many times. Let's look, let's look at a few. Refresh your memory. He corrected the greed of the money changers to the point that he even got physical. He corrected his own apostles when they were discussing who was the greatest. He corrected them. He corrected Peter. Man, could you imagine calling Peter Satan, saying, Satan, get behind me? Wow. He didn't say, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings. Now, he rebuked them, yes, but with love. He even rebuked their unbelief. Remember when they were in the boat during the storm? Ye of little faith, he rebuked them. Thomas, Thomas in the upper room who didn't believe. What did Jesus say to him? Thomas, do you believe because you have seen? Or excuse me, how did you believe? Did you believe basically because you had faith or is it only because you've seen me? Blessed are those who believe and haven't seen. Correction. He rebuked strangers. What about the two guys on the road to Emmaus? that didn't see what was happening in the breaking of the bread. He rebuked them for not seeing the meaning of the bread of life. Now, again, all this was done in love. I'm not saying we beat people over the head. What we're saying is we carry the sword of truth with love. He corrected Martha when she complained about Mary not doing the work. Jesus, do something. He did. <laughs> He corrected her. <laughs> he corrected those that were not tithing by pointing out the little widow that put the two coins in the basket. He corrected them. What about the story about the tower that fell and killed those 18 people? Did Jesus sit there and say, you know, oh my, don't, you know, how terrible this is. And it was, we all know this. And, 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 and therefore confirming everybody and in their way of life just to not hurt their feelings because this tragedy happened? No, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, unless you repent, you'll perish just like them. I mean, this is tough. But it's the truth. All right? Jesus corrected the prideful. How did he do that? By putting a little child on his lap. And saying, unless you're like this little child, you will not enter the kingdom of God. That was a real correction. And most of all, the adulterous woman. Did he condone her sin? No, he forgave her. He didn't condemn her. He loved her. But what was his words to her? I forgive you, but go and sin no more. This is why we need to commend my friend, I know him personally, Archbishop Cordy Leone of San Francisco. He's taking a lot of heat for banning one of the top three politicians in the United States of America from receiving Holy Communion. And on the surface, this seems like a very harsh act He's following in the way of Jesus. She lives in his diocese of San Francisco, and he is morally responsible for her. 
He's tried to correct her many, many times. He has stated he's tried to write letters to call for meetings. Yes, we are to be respectful. We are. But he's responsible for her soul. And nobody is worth losing your soul over because you fail to tell them the truth. The same can be said for a parish priest. Please have mercy on your priest if he's telling the truth. He's responsible for your soul. If the truth is hidden and denied and your soul is lost, so will his be. That is very awakening. We have to uphold God's word. Many are taught, and I was taught this, that we are to give politicians Holy Communion, even that are obstinate in support of abortion, because we never know if maybe they went to confession right beforehand. I was taught this, actually. It's been brought to my attention by a canon lawyer and one of our own brothers here in the Marian community. This is wrong. I didn't know that. We are taught this, but the church says no. They must publicly repent before they receive Holy Communion because they have caused scandal with, for instance, a very serious pro-abortion position. So the public doesn't know that maybe they've gone to confession and repented, so they need to publicly repent because they publicly took the position in favor of something like abortion. Cordy Leone said this particular politician should not present themselves until they have, quote, publicly repudiated her support for abortion. God bless him. He's being like Christ. He's taking a lot of heat. He stressed that this was purely pastoral. This is not political. He cares about her soul. Why are we afraid? What's more important, not to offend somebody or not to help their soul from being lost? She has used her Catholic faith to justify her position in support of abortion. This is wrong, and the bishop has said so. He's only following church teaching, canon law. I looked it up, 915 in canon law. This is church teaching, not politics. Those obstinately persevering in manifest grave sin, which support of abortion is, are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. This is not politics. This is church teaching. This is canon law. This will lead, Bishop Cordy Leone said, to more attacks on us. You remember, Jesus said, they will hate you, but they hated me first. This is true. Cordy Leone said, quote, I am convinced that this is a time that God is calling us to live the last beatitude. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. 
Rejoice and be glad for your reward will be great in heaven. Wow. You know, there are 260 bishops in America. They control over 14,000 schools, 600 seminaries. That's surprising. There's not many. 18,000 parishes, 950 hospitals, 260 orphanages. So they are the top, the ones responsible for all of those other institutions, the schools, the seminaries, teaching the truth. If the truth is not taught, they are the ones most responsible. We should not condemn our bishops when they speak the truth. Here in Massachusetts, God bless Bishop McManamus of Worcester. He stood up at a Catholic school that was flying two flags. One was pride, which stands for the act of sin that Christ and our church teaches is not proper. And the other, BLM, which has publicly written in their own manifesto on their own website in support of abortion, redefinition of marriage, transgenderism, stripping of religious freedom, um, complete uh, destruction of the patriarchy, and advancement of total Marxism and socialism. Every one of those things is against church teaching. Every single one. So Bishop McManamus said, you can't fly that flag because what it represents is everything against Catholic church teaching. This will confuse people. He has been vilified so horribly and no priest that I've heard of, I haven't heard one stand up in his defense. Let, let us all stand up in defense of the truth. God bless him. Do you know, finishing here with Archbishop Cordileone, Cordileone, do you know only 10 bishops out of those 260 have come out in support of him? 10. That's 3.8%. 3.8% of our 260 bishops have come out in support of this bishop. I ask for your prayers for him. What an example he is for me. And when I did a conference with him in California, I remember talking with him and saying, I pray that God gives me the courage and the fortitude to defend the truth as he has. And he said, the Holy Spirit, if you allow him in your heart, will give you those words to speak the truth. This <clears throat> is the words of Jesus in the gospel. The Holy Spirit, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Father will send in my name and teach you everything and remind you of all that I have told you. That's the truth. So God bless Bishop Michael Barber of Oakland, Bishop Robert Vassa of Santa Rosa. God bless you. God bless you, Bishop Aquila of Denver. God bless you, Bishop Paprocki of Springfield, Illinois, James Conley of Lincoln, Nebraska, Paul Coakley of Oklahoma City, Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, 
Thomas Daly of Spokane, Washington, Bishop David Ricken of Green Bay, and Bishop Donald Hying of Madison, Wisconsin. God bless you. Being a good shepherd today is not easy. Those 10 bishops, and add it, number 11 himself, Bishop Cordy Leone, those 11 bishops out of 260, if you are in their diocese, thank them. They're putting everything on the line. They don't care about their reputation. They don't care about getting slammed and slandered in tons of mail and email and complaints. They will get them. God bless them from having the courage to do exactly what Jesus said in this gospel. Whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love them. To you, 11 bishops, God bless you for keeping God's word. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.